Hello world and welcome to the Philanese Nash Experience Podcast, an audio series of lighthearted and sometimes third eye opening conversations on entrepreneurship, leadership and relationships from the African American perspective. I am your host, Philanese Nash. Welcome. The entrepreneurship grind has consequences and mental health tends to be an overlooked issue. On today's episode, we chat with a mental health expert who's helping CEOs create the mental wealth they need to grow their businesses. Let's jump right into it and welcome the entrepreneur's therapist, Seneca Williams, to the show. Hello. Thank you. Hey, Seneca. How are you? I'm all right. Yes, Yes. Great. Well, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. We've got a lot to unpack We're beginning season three, and one of the things I wanted to tackle on this season is mental health and entrepreneurship, particularly for Black entrepreneurs. So tell us a little bit about your practice. You call yourself the entrepreneur's therapist. Tell us a little bit about that mantra and and how your practice sort of began focusing on entrepreneurs. Okay, well... Um, I won't say that I've called myself the entrepreneur's therapist because I think right now, if you notice that entrepreneurship is growing very rapidly, um, there's a need for entrepreneurs to get support for their mental health. I just happen to use that to identify myself. I found that when I went into private practice, many of the professionals that I happened to be working with needed support not only with their career, but many of them were starting side hustles. They were starting businesses and they were going through it. They were going through all the emotions that happen in the roller coaster of entrepreneurship. So you start off, you know, really excited. I'm starting a business. I'm happy. It's wonderful. And then you start sharing it with friends and family. You start trying to get feedback. You start surveying people and you realize maybe I'm not doing the right thing, or maybe I don't know what to do. And then it creeps up on you that I might be a little bit nervous about putting myself out there and marketing or managing money or not having enough money to grow the business the way that you want to. Now, as we're talking about this um, recently in the news, we see that more and more of our amazing, talented brothers and sisters are taking their lives by suicide. And for me, it's very important that we have this as an ongoing conversation. So I'm happy to be here to talk about it. And I'm really focused on prevention. I'm all about the prevention and helping people learn how to do life and business. Awesome. Awesome. So let's get into some of the issues that you're seeing in your practice. Can you identify maybe a top five, three or five mental health issues that entrepreneurs experience that you've been seeing in your practice? Okay, so I actually wrote down some statistics because um, there's research on this. I think people need to understand and know how serious it is. It was serious enough that there were research studies. We need more. But 72% of entrepreneurs at some point in time will deal with a mental health issue. And this is self-reported. So we don't even know about the people who haven't reported that they've experienced Mm -hmm. something. And when you break it down, 30% are dealing with depression. 29% ADHD, 12% substance abuse, and 11% bipolar disorder. Now, in my particular practice, what I notice um, that comes up is 
there is an identity shift initially. So there's this mindset shift of going from employee to entrepreneur. And some people don't realize how much of a shift it is from going from being told what to do and um, your boss telling you how much you're worth and how much they're going to pay you to having to figure out and navigate all this stuff yourself. That can be really scary and produce a lot of anxiety. So I see a lot of anxiety from entrepreneurs. I also see workaholism. I see entrepreneurs trying to overcompensate for all the things they don't know, because you know, as an entrepreneur, you're wearing all the hats. You are the receptionist, you're the office manager, you're the marketing manager, the social media manager, you are everything. So now you're trying to overcompensate for the things that you didn't learn how to do, or you didn't go to school for, and you're up at night working until the morning. And you're constantly working so much that you can't put down work. And now what's happening, your relationships are failing. You feel mommy guilt. If you're a mom, I'm a mom. So I can understand that. Your romantic relationships, if you are married, you're realizing, wow, I'm not giving my spouse that much time. Or, you know, I'm not engaged with my friends as I used to be. And then we sacrifice self-care. Usually that's the first thing that entrepreneurs are sacrificing is their self-care. And then they end up feeling burnt out. They're burnt out, they're exhausted. And that's like a danger zone when you get into that space. So those are like the top things that come up. You mentioned substance abuse. Is alcohol usually the number one go-to or are you seeing a trend towards other substances besides alcohol? It definitely is alcohol. Um, That's major because that one is sneaky. You know, it it looks like, okay, well, I have like a glass or two of wine. You know, that's not a problem until it becomes half of a bottle or a whole bottle. People will report that they will drink a whole bottle of wine by themselves. And that's when it's abuse. You know, a glass of wine here and there is nothing. But when you realize like every single day I'm drinking wine or I need alcohol or the, you know, your tolerance is going up. That's when it's the issue. But people are also taking like medication that's prescribed for them. They're taking things to help them concentrate or stay focused. They're taking medication. Sometimes they may be dealing with pain, trying to manage pain management or something like that. So they're abusing sometimes prescription medication as well. Do you find when someone is coming to you, a professional or an entrepreneur, Are they at a progressive stage that now they have to work themselves back? Or are you finding people are attempting to embrace the self-care movement and doing it as a preventative measure? In my personal private practice, it is preventative. Um, Usually the people that I work with, they are not um, experiencing a severe mental health crisis. Um, They would not be appropriate. Um, I don't know if we talked about this, but my practice is 100% online. So Mm -hmm. for online clients, you don't want to work with someone that is actively suicidal, having suicidal thoughts or a plan or an attempt. They would be more appropriate in Um, a facility, an agency, or probably even going to the emergency room at that point, or even someone um, with severe substance abuse uh, wouldn't be appropriate. So those who come to my practice, they're usually at that point of, I'm burnt out. I'm not functioning the way that I used to. I see something is wrong in the way that I am operating in my business. 
and I don't know how to fix it anymore. I was able to fix it. I was able to deal with everything, but I'm realizing I'm at that edge of going to the other side where I won't be able to handle it and I'm going to get help now. So I would say they have high functioning anxiety. Um, some, some of them may experience depression, but it's depression where they're still able to get work done. They just know that I'm really tired all the time. I'm extremely fatigued or I'm having a hard time feeling engaged with anything. I kind of feel spaced out. I don't feel like I'm, I'm really enjoying my success anymore. I don't feel like I'm enjoying the things that I used to. That's what usually comes up with the clients I see. That's very good to know. So most of all of your clients are then telehealth clients then, except for the ones that are local to you? Um, I see people 100% online. I started my private practice online in 2015. Um, I love working with people online. So when the pandemic hit, you know, they're like, oh yeah, she was already online. So right, right. Yeah, um, I haven't seen people in an office. Um, it's been years uh, since I've seen people in the office. So yeah, I'm hundred percent online and my clients are in Florida and I'm also licensed in New York. So tell me a little bit about what it's like when you're offering telehealth services, what should clients expect when they're working with you? What's your approach with working with entrepreneurs in your practice? So my approach when they come in is they are the expert of their life and their business, and we collaborate on their treatment. I think it's really important that we help people to understand how to do this on their own. So I don't want anyone to be dependent on me or on therapy. So I use cognitive behavioral therapy which is a form of therapy which focuses on your thoughts, paying attention to ideas and thoughts and core beliefs that you might have developed um, from your childhood, from your environment, from your caretakers. And we also focus on behaviors. Some of our behaviors, we don't realize that those behaviors are hurting our mental health. The staying up all night, not, set, not setting boundaries, not being assertive, um, you know, different things like that. So cognitive behavioral therapy is one of them. And also um, self-determination theory. It focuses very much on helping people feel more competent, also learning how to master skills. So I, I'm very a uh, big believer in strengths-based therapy more than anything. Now, there are some therapists that are psychoanalysts and they go back into the past and try to understand why people are the way that they are, but I'm more solution focused. And, you know, we talk about how do you get to the next place? What's going on now? And how do you get to the next place that you want to be? Awesome. So what are five things if someone's watching this episode and or listening what are five things that they could do immediately to improve their mental health? In addition to, you know, seeking out therapy, what are a few things that they could begin doing now and implementing in their daily routine? Okay. So the very first thing that you can do before you even start thinking about what do I do is admit that something needs to change. Some people are so stuck on autopilot saying that I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. Just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it. You know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, when we carry bags out the car, you know, we go grocery shopping and we have like 10 bags in our hands and we're trying to carry it all because you think you can, but you know, one of those bags might fall or something might break. <laughs> and you got a mess. 
and then you have a mess. So first admitting like, this is heavy. I cannot carry this. I need to do something different or I need to ask for help. So once you admit that I need to change, I need to do something, then I would say, um, start off with self-care. Self-care isn't just doing your hair. It isn't just doing your nails. Self-care is way more than that. And I actually help people understand um, the different forms of self-care because we're not even realizing how many different areas of our lives we can be tweaking and changing day to day on our own um, for self-care. And sometimes it just starts with how do you start your morning? In your morning, do you take time to just breathe and relax and reflect and prepare yourself for the day? Now, I would say setting boundaries. A lot of entrepreneurs, they don't set boundaries for their family, friends, the people that they work with, or even for themselves. So setting boundaries after self-care is setting boundaries. I wrote this down so I don't forget what I talk about in sessions. Routines and schedules. These are almost like dirty words to people, (laughs) but they make a difference. Routines and schedules make a difference. And I actually teach people how you can still be free because that's the complaint I get is, oh, I like flexibility. I want to be spontaneous. I was like, well, why don't you schedule some flexibility and spontaneity time (laughs) <laughs> you know, in your plan, into your schedule. Yeah, I love that. Whatever you want to do in that time, or do nothing at all. And they look, they're like, "Oh, so wait, I can like actually preemptively plan a do nothing day?" Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> schedule that. Put that into yeah, your plan. Yeah, yeah, that's good advice because most people they are under the impression that they have to just kill themselves for this business, and it's a twenty four seven, three sixty five type of deal. It doesn't cross our minds to schedule in time to do nothing. So I'm glad you bring that up. And it's so important that we have time to do nothing because we are not machines. Mm. We're human beings. Yes. Yes. Let me ask you this. How does some of these issues manifest? We talk about self-care and that is a wonderful thing. And I'm glad you kind of defined what self-care can look like. But how does some of these issues like the anxiety stuff, how would one be able to say, okay, now I know how anxiety shows up. Maybe I do have anxiety. So how does anxiety and depression kind of show up for people for them to be able to recognize and say, okay, I do have anxiety or I I am maybe suffering from a little bit of depression. How does that manifest itself? Is it always a physical manifestation or does it come across as something else? Well, I would say with anxiety, the first sign is like your thoughts are always going. You're constantly worrying about the uncertainty, what I'm going to do next, how it's going to happen, what's going to go wrong. You're up at night thinking about it. Like you cannot stop thinking about what's the next thing for me to do, or am I going to make a mistake, or did I say the wrong thing, or did I do the wrong thing, or What happens if this, you know, goes wrong? Like the constant chatter in your mind that you can't seem to shut off. That's one way of identifying. I am anxious. I'm having anxiety. But for some people who aren't very self-aware or the thoughts aren't at the forefront of their mind and it's more laying back in the subconscious, they might notice just out of nowhere, their heart is beating faster or they're getting uh, constant stomach aches. Upset stomach, that is a, we, where we hold a lot of tension and anxiety. Or for some people, it's constant neck aches or back pains. They may be holding emotions in there or constant headaches. 
all of those things are indications that mm, something's up. And usually we numb that out with medication or we have some wine or whatever. We distract ourselves so we don't pay attention to what it's trying to tell us. Now, when it's depression, I ask people sometimes, how did you know that you were feeling depressed or you were starting to feel depressed? And it's it's surprising to people. It's not, oh, I was crying all the time. It's not something like that. It's more like I noticed that I stopped feeling like getting dressed or I, I was just wearing my sweatsuit all the time and I didn't care how I looked anymore. Or for other people, it's hearing their favorite song, but not feeling anything, like not feeling feelings anymore or achieving something, but just being like, yeah, I achieved that, just something else. Or for some people, it's getting in the car and driving somewhere, totally spaced out, not knowing how did you get to your destination, being in front of people talking to you and not actually hearing them or being engaged with them. So there are those things. And then there's the traditional insomnia, you know, trouble eating, eating way more than usual or not having an appetite. Those things come up too. I think I've had all of that, the eating thing. (laughs) I love food, but I totally agree with you, especially the stomach thing, you know, how your stomach kind of turns with that anxiety. So just good things for people to be self-aware about. So if someone is in Florida or in New York and they are interested in getting in touch with you and your practice, tell us a little bit about your practice, the name of your practice, and if they are able to be serviced by you in those two areas, how they would be able to reach out to you and get in touch with you. And then for the rest of everyone, you have a wonderful social media presence. You're always putting out very inspiring tidbits and words of wisdom. And so for those individuals, what are your social media handles? Okay, so I'm going to share both um, of my social media handles. So if someone is reaching out for therapy, which, you know, I also didn't share that I am also a coach as well. Um, and you know, oh, yeah, well, sh- share that. Tell us about all that. We, we want to talk about Seneca Williams now <laughs> <laughs> because some people don't understand that there's a difference. So I do support people, you know, who are dealing with mental health disorders as a therapist. Um, they can go on SenecaWilliams.com, you know, my first name, last name.com. And on any social media, you would find me there as AskCoatSen, A S K C O A C H. S-E-N, Ask Coach Sen, on any social media platform. I, I think I'm on Instagram is that, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, Facebook. I think I'm on Pinterest. I don't remember. It's been a while, but you know, they can find me anywhere there. But I also am a coach. And as a coach, I'm under the Conquer Network. So they can also find me on social media as the Conquer Network. And I believe it was important to create a space for community, for entrepreneurs to be able to gather. So I would sometimes do like free webinars on there and it's very preventative. Coaching is about helping people through their goals. It's like telling them, Hey, before you pick up any of those bags, what's the smartest way to pick them up? <laughs> you know, you carry the bags. what kind of bags should you use? So as a coach, 
I'm like getting ahead of the problem. And I love that. I love that about coaching. It's getting ahead of the problem. It's preventative. So as a coach, you can find me at the Conquer Network. Um, and if you're like, I can't remember the Conquer Network, you can always find me at SenecaWilliams.com. That's how most people come through. And they'll be like, actually, I just need support with coaching, you know, and then I'll direct them to the Conquer Network. And I coach individuals that way. I coach groups and I also do speaking and facilitate workshops. Um, I recently did a business boss brunch. Yeah. Business boss brunch in West Palm beach, where I spoke to a, a group of ladies about their businesses. And we talked a lot about business anxiety and business burnout and managing family and life and business and all that stuff. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we posted your social media and your websites there, but we'll also post those in the chat as we are talking through the podcast, these resources will also be in the show notes for the audience to refer back to. So do you have any upcoming podcast interviews or streaming sessions that people can tune in and watch or any interviews coming up? Well, what I would say is tune into the Conquer Network. You can uh, join the free group. I don't have a free group on any other platform, but the Network.com. So they can come in there for when I do free live. Um, and be able to talk directly to me. Sometimes people just pop in there and they just start typing. You know, it's it's a, a platform, a social platform that's away from everything else. So they feel safe to go in there and say, hey, I'm going through a difficult time. This is what's going on. I need a therapist. I may not be able to be your therapist because I'm not in your state, but I know a lot of therapists and I could probably yeah. point to someone or I can point you to the directory or the program that can help you. So people will pop in there and say, you know, I'm going through this in my business. I'm startup. Where do I begin? Who do I need to look to? What, what program do I need? Or can you help me? So I would say that's the best place to find me. And I also post if I'm going to be doing, you know, any interviews or if I have done any interviews, I will be posting it in there. Awesome. Awesome. So everyone make sure you follow her so you can catch her either in a live discussion or catch her in a future event. Well, Seneca, I have had a wonderful time. We're getting close to wrapping up, but I just wanted you to just leave a final word of thought or a nugget of wisdom with my audience before we wrap up. I have so many final thoughts right now because um, as we see in the news, we are losing people. We're losing very talented people, very strong people. And I want you to understand that it doesn't matter how strong you are or how successful you are. There is no shame in reaching out for support. Maybe you can't reach out to your friends or your family members or your colleagues because you're the person that everybody goes to, but you need someone to go to as well. And I would say, just give it a chance give it a try. You never know. It may not be a quick fix, but it is a safe space for you. Um, if you are going through something right now and you don't know where to start and you reach out to me, I will give you the information and the right direction to go to. So my final thought is know that wherever you are in your business, in your life, there is no time that you should be waiting to get support. Just get support ahead of time. Be preventative. Be preventative. That's a wonderful final thought. So Seneca, thank you again for agreeing to be on the show. You dropped some really great nuggets of wisdom. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I also want to thank my audience for being with us today, for tuning in to the Felonies Nash Experience podcast. 
You can find Seneca's social media handles, her links, and any resources that were chatted about in today's show in the show notes on my website, PhilanesNashExperience.com, or also at the YouTube channel, Philanese Nash Experience. Find the episode, click on the episode, and you'll find the show notes there as well. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and share the episode and the podcast on Apple Podcasts and on YouTube. And that's how you let me know that you like the show and what we're chatting about. Make sure you follow me on social media on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at Philanese Nash. And then finally, I just want to make sure that as a call to action, that you either reach out to Seneca or to someone. Black entrepreneurs need to make sure that you have your own therapist and find ways to minimize the collateral damage that entrepreneurship can have on your mental health. And with that, I want everyone to stay safe, stay well, and I'll see you next time. Peace.